One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. What I didn't realize was just because you go on Accutane, it doesn't mean that you just like don't ever have to wash your face again. You still have to take care of your skin just as much. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome to Los Angeles! Every week we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome Glamgelinos! We hope you stay a while. (laughs) Cute. That's cute. Sarah. Yeah? Everybody should be following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, right? Don't you think? Um, absolutely. They are missing out on so much good content. So much to take in. So much to learn. So much to talk about, really. So many fun memes. So many trends that they might not know about that they need to get in on. Truly. If you're not celeb following us. Celeb hot. Celeb goss. Lo- <laughs> we love goss on socials. So obviously the pod is our you know, our meeting place every week, twice a week. But we we give you more content on the socials. So head on over to Twitter. Head on over to our Instagram. Get in on some Instagram stories. Join our Facebook community. We would love to have you. I think out of all of the platforms that are popping, Facebook is popping the most. It's the only reason I go on Facebook. Yeah, same. Facebook is a dumpster fire, but the Glam Gelino Facebook group where everybody gives their recommendations and kind of crowdsources whether or not they should try a product or buy a product. One thing I love about this group is they are quick to share sales. They will tell you the minute they see something on sale for 50% off or 20% off, whatever it is, they got you. I know. Everyone is so supportive. It's just like such a sweet little supportive beauty community that we've built. Totally. So be sure to follow us because we're going to be amping up our social presence a lot in the next couple of months and we want you to be a part of it. And I want to give a shout out to some Glam Gelinos that are just doing gold star Glam Gelinos. If we could assign a character from Glee to these Glam Gelinos, they would be the Leah Michelle, the Rachel Berry, the gold star next to their name. Any of my Gleeks out there <laughs> listening? There you go. So we wanted to say thank you to Fawn Sullivan who posts a ton in the Facebook group. She's always, they consider her a visual storyteller on Facebook. She has a little avatar next to her name. And I was like, ooh, what does this mean? And I clicked it. She's a visual storyteller. So she loves to share a picture of what she's talking about along with her caption. And I think that's honestly what gets her a lot of traction on her posts. So shout out to Fawn. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Fawn. Yes, okay, and uh, Libby Audrey on Instagram has been a supporter since day one, constantly rooting for us, listening to our episodes, commenting on the IG, so we want to thank you for your support. I had a moment this week where I just, I was like, somebody's listening to the podcast. <laughs> I was out in public in the wild. 
in Beverly Hills and a person approached me and asked, I was wearing a mask by the way, asked me if my name was Kirby and I said yes. And Christina, she said, guess what? I'm listening to your podcast right now. And it warmed my little heart. So shout out to Christina, who I met this week. I am honored. We are both honored that you listen to Los Angeles. I am. That truly, is wild. I was. I was truly ecstatic. I texted Patrick immediately and said, "You're not even going to believe this. This happened in Beverly Hills." <laughs> That's just so sweet. Also, it's like a sign if you ever like doubted that anyone was listening to us. Truly. Because sometimes you're you see numbers and you're you're like okay, people are downloading, people are subscribing, cool. But do people listen? And and they do. They listen. Very well, exciting. Thank you, Christina from Beverly Hills. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, a friend of the pod, Sarah Perillo. She listens to us on a regular basis. She says that we never steer her in the wrong direction. That's why we do it, Kirby, right? We're going to put that on our website, Sarah. So hope you're okay with us uh, copy and pasting (laughs) that onto our website. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thanks to everyone for listening. Um, I like this little segment we have. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to the people that support us. All of that said, let's move into today's guest. This guest was a treat. Emma Chamberlain, ultimate cool girl, internet superstar, Internet super freaking star Kirby. I want to see like, you know, how many followers she had. 12 million Instagram followers. Cool. 9.84 million subscribers on YouTube. Great. And then I think she has a lot of views though. 1.3 billion views on YouTube. I didn't even know that YouTube could count that many views. It's insane because she hasn't even been on the platform that long compared to other people. I mean, there are people that have been on YouTube since the beginning and don't have that many views. Yeah, because she's 19? Yes, 19. And so, yeah, YouTube is, I don't know how old YouTube is, but she was, yeah, like not born yet. Or like a very small baby. A little tiny angel. I mean, Emma Chamberlain is 19 and has accomplished a lot in her life. You know, all, all of these YouTube videos that she's made. She's got a podcast now. She's got a coffee company. And now she is the global brand ambassador and creative director of Bad Habit. It was only a matter of time. She was, you know, an ambassador for a few other beauty brands but uh, she was not but this is her first time being a creative director and um, we'll get into it uh, on the pod obviously or on the episode with Emma but Bad Habit is owned by former brands whose parent company is Morphe and the whole idea behind Bad Habit is that it is designed to combat modern day bad habits very Gen Z focused super super cute Um, And the face of it is Miss Emma Chamberlain. Yeah, and it launched with a collection of 10 products that you can get at Ulta and Morphe. The price point is about $25. So for Sarah and I, we consider this starter skincare. If you don't want to obviously invest a ton of money into your skincare, but you are looking to get, especially when you're first trying to figure things out, It can be really daunting to say, okay, I want a cleanser, I want my moisturizer, and then I want a mask, but 
everybody's telling me to buy this $50, $75, whatever, and I just don't want to spend that much money if I don't know if I'm going to benefit from these ingredients yet or not, right? Exactly. So in this case, you're able to try out these products, learn if, you know, alpha hydroxy acids like glycolic acid are, are going to be great for you or, or how your skin reacts to them initially without having to dump a ton of money into your skincare routine, which I'm a fan of. Yeah, exactly. I think that you totally uh, nailed it on the head. Like, this is great for people who are newbies. Maybe they don't want, you know, they don't want products that are super active. You know, they they probably don't need it. Um, But, you know, they want uh, a moisturizer that has vitamin C in it. Um, This their evening moisturizer has melatonin and glycolic in it. so yeah, I I think the products are really, really great. I talk about my niece in the episode, but like it's something that she could use and that I could use. I don't know if 34-year-olds are the target demo for Bad Habit, but there are, some, there are a few items that I'm excited to include in my routine. I do think that in terms of the ingredients for Bad Habit, one thing that I was surprised by is kind of how sophisticated the ingredients are that they're using. For instance, melatonin. Melatonin is an ingredient I think we're going to see a lot more of this year. And I've been seeing it pop up nonstop in different skincare products. I personally need to learn a little bit more about melatonin and its effects on the skin and how it works or how it's supposed to work. But um, they have a PM, it's a, it's, a, it's a PM moisturizer that has, you know, the melatonin and the, the glycolic, which we love glycolic acid. A lot of the ingredients too seem to be almost korean beauty influenced like the matcha and mint cleanser in the morning um they have this multi multivitamin moisturizer i think that if you are looking to get into your skincare game i mean 25 dollars for a price point i think at this rate is on the lower end for skincare right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you are in need of something check out bad habit morphe for everything that morphe is it does they do have products that are not only affordable but are performance based and so many people love their makeup products so i would imagine that forma probably worked with some great labs to create this skincare totally and then emma's just such a gem and we had so much fun talking to her and she's just she is who she, who you see on youtube on instagram like she is very honest um and she was just you know she'll talk about her being on accutane living in la and bumping into kirby at target well and the thing about the accutane story that i think is really important is i remember when they announced emma as the creative director and that she was working with bad habit and there was some conversation like didn't this girl do accutane so is she claiming that this cleared her acne That's really not what Emma is saying here. She's very forthcoming about the fact that she had very stubborn acne that she could not, no matter what products she tried, could get rid of. um, And that she went on Accutane for that reason. But also talks about the fact that just because you get on Accutane doesn't mean you can forego a skincare routine completely. I mean, medication does work, but you have to maintain your skin as well. And, you know, she still gets breakouts here and there it's not as intense as it used to be but you'll hear all about that in the interview she's so candid 
so forthcoming. It's refreshing, to be quite honest. Made us feel young again. I friggin' loved her. I, I'm like, can we hang out? People probably think I'm your mom or something. Can I babysit you? Yeah. <laughs> She's a woman, Sarah. She's 19. Do you need us to, you know, get you something at the liquor store? <laughs> Wink, wink. Cool. Yeah, we're advocates of <laughs> underage drinking. Here we go. Here we go. I am not. I was a joke, you guys. Zoe, can I get you some alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't, don't, don't drink if you're underage, kids. Yeah. I mean, without, just don't let people know that you're drinking underage. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Enjoy the interview, y'all, and we'll talk to you next week. So one of my main goals in life is to have my 14-year-old niece think that I'm cool. And I don't think that she ever thinks that I'm cool until maybe up to today because we have Emma freaking Chamberlain on our podcast. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, when I was brainstorming questions for this interview, I texted Katie. Shout out to Katie and her two best friends were losing their shit. They sent me 40 questions and I was like, I can't ask Emma 40 questions. Wait, I love that. I'm so honored that I can be the one to say you are so cool. Hands down, so cool. No questions asked, no further questions, period. I'm going to make that a sound bite. I'm going to put that on my Instagram profile, my LinkedIn. Yeah, that's her new bio on Instagram. Emma Chamberlain said I was cool. Wait, Emma, what year were you born? 2001. Oh, my gentle Jesus. I literally want to be like, Emma, we are your mother. So you keep us young. We're Amy Poehler and Mean Girls. You keep us young, darling. You must get that all the time when people interview you about how young you are. And you've done so much in your short life. I was telling Carly after the Zoom presentation you did for Bad Habit, which is listeners why we have Emma on today is because she is the global brand ambassador and creative director of Bad Habit to add to the list of many things that she already does. You're just so poised, so well-spoken. When I was 19, I was probably like hiding in a closet, just nervous about public speaking, you know? And here you are with millions and millions of people looking at you. So you are years beyond 19 and we're so grateful to have you on. Thank you. I remember when you first started to really blow up and I was like, okay, I need to know a little bit more about this girl because she seems just very, very, I hope you don't take offense to this, regular. We live in the beauty YouTube world, right? We're used to people starting drama and doing these insane face makeups, which look amazing. But then there's all of this controversy surrounding it. And you're like, let's hang out in my apartment and talk about your most recent video, how you're really getting into cooking. And it's just so fascinating how you can make mundane things that we're all just doing on a regular basis so entertaining. If you guys haven't binged Emma's videos, I have a feeling that you're probably going to after this. I'm just like, this is my like Tuesday pick me up that I've always wanted. Like you guys are just making me feel so good. I appreciate that so much. You make a good point about the whole mundane thing. You know, everything is so extravagant on YouTube and I don't think it needs to be that way. Like, let's see if we can try to make normal stuff fun because that's reality. Before we get into the actual interview, we like to start off with a segment called... 
What's on your face? We know that you're here to talk about bad habit, but is there a product that you've been loving and wearing a lot the past year, the past week, the past month? Oh my God, so many. Okay, so for skincare, definitely the bad habit facial oil, the hemp. It is unreal. I mean, that thing is like my holy grail ever since they sent me a sample of it, literally however many months ago, I've been using it and begging them for more. So that's a huge one. I also have been using this. I'm obsessed with this chapstick because I'm a huge chapstick girl. Like I'm always applying chapstick. This one's the Hyaluronic, Kosas Hyaluronic Lip Balm. Love it. And... I don't know, like I'm constantly switching it up and I'm constantly trying new things, but I feel like having, you know, some good moisturizing staples is the most important. You're speaking our language. I love the new one with CBD in it. Have you tried it? Yes, I lost it though. It's somewhere in my bag. They're so easy to lose. I know, it's so sad. I need to just have like 50 of them somewhere where I can just grab them whenever I need a new one. But have you tried their tinted face oil? Okay, so Sarah and I have talked about this before. We love Kosas products, but that product breaks us out. <gasps> I know. It's different for every person because we know a lot of people that are obsessed with it. Well, I love it and I feel like it does the opposite for me. Like I take it off and my skin looks better than it did before. But I also think that that's a really amazing point and I don't think people talk about this enough. Skincare is so personal. Makeup, all of that, it's so personal. I know some people that, you know, have products that clear their acne and for me, I'll try it and it'll break me out immediately. And that's why it's so interesting. And that's why it's so good that we have such a broad range of things to try nowadays. Like there's so many options. This is a good segue to our question. So you've obviously been posting YouTube videos since 2017, I think it was. You've been doing it forever and your followers have been able to kind of like grow up with you and you've grown as a person, but you know, you've also taken these people along with you on your skin journey, like your skin evolution. It's obviously changed, like, you know, maybe even like the shape of your face and just the things that you like to put on your skin. So I'm sure that was like, not super intentional, but what is it like to like look back at those old videos you from the beginning, like looking back at it now to kind of just see yourself grow and change? It's really actually bittersweet. And I think now, you know, being in a place where my skin is clear and my face shape, it's a great point, is like changing and becoming more mature. It's kind of hard for me sometimes to look back and see like what I've been through, whether it's, you know, acne or like I had some really severe like facial swelling when I was on acne medication. And like that was so terrible. And seeing all of my struggles is almost like having to relive them. And although I'm so glad that those times are over, and I'm also so glad that everybody got to live through with me, it still can like hit a chord for me sometimes. It's like almost upsetting where I'm like not sad for myself, but also kind of sad for myself that I had to go through some of the stuff that I did skin and face wise in general. But it's also like a blessing. I think it's good that I get to see like, okay, I had to work for this and I had to like seven months of Accutane and another however many months of other medications and endless products and all of this to finally be where I am now. And it makes me so grateful, but it's like, it's very bittersweet. And I think people, I'm really glad that I was so open about all of it because although it wasn't the most intentional thing, it was more out of laziness and me just like not wanting to wear makeup and it just being obvious and then people seeing it and being like, oh, okay. It like, you know, this is different kind of because most people are covering it up, especially girls, I think tend to, you know, be really, if they have acne, they tend to cover it and that's just how it is. But people ended up connecting to it. And then I was like, this is cool. People are relating to me more. And I didn't even necessarily mean for that to happen, but 
then I decided that that was going to be the way I, I approached it forever. I love that you bring that up. So Sarah and I, for the record, are millennials. You're Gen Z. Millennials, I think, do have this idea of perfection. So when I was your age, if I was breaking out, there was no way in hell I was going out without trying to at least conceal totally that. And now that I am older, it's so funny. Like I'm on this Zoom with you and I'm wearing pimple patches and I'm like, who gives an F? Totally. But I'm curious, do you think that being Gen Z has been more supportive of imperfection? And why do you think that is? That's such a good question. It's interesting because when I started in 2017, I don't feel like there was a lot of this. And I think a big reason why, you know, I wanted to do YouTube and like, it took me a second to figure out what my goal was and to figure out what I wanted my message to be. But over, you know, the first few months, I realized after seeing such positive comments about me being so, you know, open about my skin and stuff like that and seeing such a positive response made me realize that there's such a need for that. And then that started to make me realize, wait, that's something I need. I want to see that too. It didn't really exist. And I think over the past three, four years, like it's really become so much more popular to be honest and to like show the real side of everything. And I think it's just such a better way to live. And I think that my generation, we've all grown up where that that it was like this coming of age of like honesty on YouTube and on the internet in general. And I just hopped in right when it started becoming a thing. But it wasn't popular when I was growing up. And it was very much perfection when I was watching YouTube as a kid, because I kind of grew up in the era of like, you know, super cute, pretty DIYs and super cute, pretty rooms and everybody wearing perfect makeup and blah, blah, blah. And it made me feel like crap, to be honest. So like, I am glad that my generation has decided to take a different route because I think that it's better for everybody's mental health, the creator and the consumer. So on that note, you were on Accutane last year. And so you, you know, were super open about that whole journey with all of your followers. This is kind of a two-parter, but for those of us who are not familiar with like the whole Accutane regimen, like what that involves, can you tell us what that was like for you? And then I want to know, like now that you have clear skin, how you're using your bad habit products to maintain your clear skin. Totally. Well, it was funny because I think before I actually went on Accutane, I really didn't know anything about skincare. I had tried a bazillion products, some super expensive, some super cheap. It just felt like nothing was working. And I just kind of gave up. And I did try other medications. I tried like everything under the sun and my acne just never let up. Facials, like you name it. So finally it was time. Getting on Accutane is not easy. You have to go to the dermatologist. You have to, you know, like fill out a bunch of forms. You have to take a test every month to ensure that you are knowledgeable about the medication that you're taking. You have to take pregnancy tests every month. You have to go to the dermatologist sometimes twice a month. Like it was a huge responsibility. And I, and I don't think that I even necessarily realized how big of a deal it was and how, you know, sensitive you have to be with it and all of that. At that point, it was so desperate just for anything, you know? And so the first few months on the medication were tough because my skin was purging in a way. So it was just getting out all of the acne. It was just kind of just like getting everything out, right? I was super dry. My skin was super dry and tight on my face. But also I found I was a little bit swollen in my face as well, which I find I got from most acne medications that I took internally. They caused me a lot of facial swelling, which made me self-conscious, you know, because if your face is swollen, it's like terrible. So that was kind of tough. And like I would get cracks in the corners of my mouth. My throat was always dry. I mean, it was tough. Because Accutane is basically helping to dry up your oil glands in a way so that it doesn't overproduce that 
sebum. So benefit is clear skin, but to get to that process, you're like, oh, cool. I'm like bleeding from the corner of my mouth. I know some people get nosebleeds and things like that. Luckily for me, I was very concerned about my mental health because I know there's a lot of people that have said that, you know, it can affect that. Personally, I didn't have that experience. I was really lucky. Outwardly, I didn't look great because I was I was very pale. I always was flushed too. Like I was constantly getting flushed and like I would get sometimes like weird heat rashes on my face. It was just, I mean, my God, something else. Also back pain. There were so many side effects, um, but I ended up going on it for an extra month. I was only supposed to go on it for six months, went on for seven just to be sure. And after I got off, it was like, my dreams just started coming true. My skin has been so amazing since. I mean, I still have occasional breakouts, but nothing even close to what I used to deal with. But while I was on Accutane, I was only allowed to use really simple products. It was a great time for me to actually learn about skin maintenance for after Accutane, because what I didn't realize was just because you go on Accutane, it doesn't mean that you just like don't ever have to wash your face again. You still have to take care of your skin just as much. So I spent a lot of the time on Accutane when I couldn't try out new products to learn about new products that I was going to try once I was done, it was really fun. Like it, it became fun because I didn't have to be as worried about, you know, like a breakout from something just because my hormones are off. It was like, I actually got to try on a clean slate and figure out what I like for my skin. So now I just like, you know, make it a priority to have a solid morning and night routine and, you know, learn about everything as much as I can. But Accutane was a nightmare, but I would not take it back for, I, it was the best experience ever. I love that you're so open about Accutane because we interview a lot of board certified dermatologists on this podcast and all of them say, you know, Accutane is not to be taken lightly, but it works. It's like one of the most effective proven medications that you can take. And you touched on something that's really important, the mental health aspect of Accutane. That's why they have you fill out all those forms because like some people become depressed depressed or anxious. You mentioned the birth control aspect. I remember when I was talking to a dermatologist, um, I ended up not getting on Accutane, but it was a discussion. And that's, I think, something that all of our listeners should, if you are dealing with acne and you do have access to a dermatologist, you need to discuss it with your dermatologist. Don't go in and say, I think I should be on Accutane. They should be the one recommending it. And because it's like Emma said, I mean, those months of the dry skin and the swelling, the facial flushing, you know, that it, it takes a toll on you. And obviously when you come out of it, you're excited. I know some people that have been on two or three rounds of Accutane because the first one didn't take. So you do need to discuss it with your germ, but I just, I love that you're so candid about your experience and are actually sharing with people what to expect because I think sometimes like, oh, it's like a magical pill that I take and it's going to be, you know, in six months, I'm going to be done. And that's just really not exactly how it goes for everyone. Is there like a, a limit? Like how many rounds of Accutane will the dermatologist let you be on? Do you have to take a break ever at some point? I don't think. I think it's very depending on your body, but I think you can't, I mean, I can't imagine it being good for you to be on like a high dosage for over maybe even a year. Yeah. But I feel like I've heard of some people being on really low doses of it permanently and just to maintain, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like I am fine, but like right now, like I've been off of it for eight months, six, eight months, and I've been 
fine and I don't want to go on it again. But if I had to, I would because it's so worth it. I mean, it is. Exactly. And I think that obviously that's something that you all listening should consult your derm about for sure. Love that you shared that with us. Okay. So on that note, how you like, like you said, your skin is in a good place now, but how do you deal with bad skin days, especially when you have to be on camera? You're so forthcoming with, you know, how you look and what you're going through on your YouTube channel. I've seen the different shows that you've done with different platforms and we like to really discuss the mental health aspect of that type of scrutiny on this podcast. So how do you prepare your skin when you know you have like a big project coming up, A, and B, mentally, what do you, do you tell yourself anything? Like how do you get yourself into a good headspace if you don't have your best skin ever on those, during those projects? I've always been like in different ways. I do care about, you know, my health in a way. I definitely try to eat really well because I find that that keeps my skin looking good. You know, when it comes to now skincare, that's been like a newer kind of way that I've been taking care of myself. I think that just doing the work on a day-to-day basis and like making sure that I'm eating well and taking care of my body and, you know, making sure that I'm exercising and making sure that I'm doing my skincare morning and night and I'm showering enough and, you know, making sure that I'm, you know, brushing my hair. It's like all of those little things I find that, if I just make those a huge priority for me every single day, I won't get to a point where I have a shoot the next day and I'm like, I really am rough around the edges here. And I also feel like if I'm doing everything in my power to look and feel my best and it doesn't work, I'm a lot easier on myself because I know that I did everything that I could. And then it's time to like, you know, get out a nice face mask and do that. And even if, you know, it's too late and, you know, your shoot's tomorrow and one face mask once isn't going to help, it's like you do what you can. And I also know that, you know, people don't watch things usually for how the person looks. I don't know about one thing that I consume or watch where. I'm like strictly there for, you know, how they look aesthetically. It's usually something, it's always personality based or, you know, some sort of product that I'm learning, something that I'm learning about, like food, like they're making food. That's like, I'm watching for the food. And I know that, I know that people aren't really as concerned with how, if you have a zit or not, usually. And sometimes people will say stuff about it. And the thing is that says so much more about them than you. And it's completely out of your control. I do think that a big part of it is almost placebo in a way. And it's like spending a little bit of extra time doing your skincare routine and enjoying that process can sometimes just make you feel better because, you know, you feel like you're doing something actively, you know, I think that really helps. So I love doing a face mask. I love, you know, sitting in the shower for an hour too long, which probably is bad for me, but just things like that. I feel like we had like a little mini therapy session with Emma. She just validated all of our feelings and how it's okay to do the skincare routine. Feel good about it. Totally. We want to do speed round of questions. It's something we do with all of our guests. First question, since bad habit, what's one bad habit that you cannot seem to break, even if you try? Oh, probably going on my phone too much. Actually, that's definitely it. I'm always on my phone. What is your favorite drugstore beauty product? Aquaphor. Okay. What is something you've tried because you saw it on TikTok? Oh, I've tried a lot of different recipes. Like I saw this video about how you can make Brussels sprouts, this fun, special way you like smash them and then bake them. So that's one. Love. Okay. If you weren't doing what you're currently doing, as your vocation, what do you think you would be doing? When I was younger, 
I wanted to be an anesthesiologist, which now I know I would have, that would have ruined my life probably. Uh, but now I think I would be a therapist. I love that answer. Anesthesiologist, why? Are one of your parents an anesthesiologist? No, no, far from that. No, but um, basically I had a surgery when I was in eighth grade and the anesthesiologist made my experience so pleasant and like so great. And I just was like, God, I would love to do that for somebody else. But also I looked at how much money they make a year and I was like, okay. They get sued a lot. A lot. That would have ruined my life. Yeah. But also therapists, you would be great. You would be so great. Okay. Last question. You're in a big Hollywood movie. Who is your dream co-star? Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) Like I literally, that's always my answer. And I'm always so embarrassed because I'm like one of these days. Y'all are going to meet. I did meet him once and I was so nervous. This was like a year ago. Oh my God. Well, he should be so lucky to meet you. No. Do you know what? I, Timmy needs to stay miles away from me at all times for the rest of my life. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Emma, before we go, I have to tell you, I've seen you in the wild before the wild being target. And no let me, way. can I, can I tell you this story? Yes. It was one of those moments where it felt like I was outside of my body watching myself. Patrick and I were at target, the one on La Brea and Santa Monica, and you and your two friends were in front of us. And at first I wasn't even paying attention to anything. I was just putting all my stuff on the belt to get checked out. And I saw someone just squat in front of those little square mirrors that are, you know, on the side, (laughs) the side of the cash registers. I don't know why they do that. Oh, maybe so you don't forget that you have like Coke and stuff on your cart. Yes. And I'm like, I swear to God, that's Emma Chamberlain. And selfie in it. Yes. (gasps) And I posted in a YouTube group. I kid you not. Someone in this group posted within three seconds. Like she just posted this selfie, but it was literally the picture. And I was dying laughing. I know exactly what photo you're talking about. I was wearing a white top. I I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's so, isn't that so amazing how in LA, like I've probably crossed paths with like everybody at some point. Like we've been at crossroads at the same time. We've been at the flea market at the same time. Like there's something, you know what I mean? LA is so much smaller than people take it for. I had to tell you that because it made me laugh so hard. For real. No, that's literally my favorite. That's my new favorite story of all time. I love that. It was great. It was great. We're going to have to promote this episode and put the the photo of you like squatting in front of the camera. Wait, I'm going to find that in my camera roll today and done. I love that. Yes, yes. Um, Emma, you're so much fun. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for making us feel cool. Where can we find you? No, you guys made me feel cool today. I, I've got more compliments just now than I have in probably the past year and a half. I mean, really. Thank you, guys. I had so much fun. Okay, so Bad Habit, Morphe Stores, and Ulta. Love. For me, I'm on YouTube my name's Emma Chamberlain on pretty much everything. Instagram is Emma Chamberlain. TikTok's Emma Chamberlain. Spotify is Emma Chamby. Don't know why you'd want to follow me on there, although I do think I have good music taste. And uh, I have a podcast called Anything Goes. You can get that anywhere. And I have a coffee company called Chamberlain Coffee. And if you want to order delicious coffee online, ChamberlainCoffee.com. And that's all I got, I think. Woo! Look at this business woman. We love to see it. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode with Emma. You guys know where to find us. We're at Gloss Angeles Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We are on Facebook. Look up Gloss Angeles. Join the Gloss Angeles Glam Jolinos in our Facebook group. And you can access this episode and every other episode in our archive at GlossAngelesPod.com. We'll talk to you next week.
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.